welcome back to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. Welcome back to another episode of The Magicians, Season 5, Episode 2. told you guys I was going to watch all of Season 5 to catch up with you and see where we're at since we are hitting up the series finale. And wow, these last two episodes have been a lot. Like, I've been on a emotional roller coaster since the beginning um and I thought this episode would be easier but it is not I mean man like they hit you off right off the bat with like the feels okay because seeing that picture of Q in the beginning uh my heart's like just I'm trying to pull an Elliot and you know box all my feelings and call it a day so I can just enjoy the ride as is and I can't because you guys just keep putting the pain in my face Uh, not gonna lie I cried multiple times this episode I don't know if that's a good thing I don't know if that's a credit to like the writing or the acting but yeah I clearly need to prep myself because I feel like this is going to be a continuous occurrence for the rest of the season so wish me luck honestly prayers for me this time more for me than for Julia so I never thought I'd hear that but (laughs) that's where we're at Um, I found that this episode was a little bit more easier to organize than the last episode. And I contribute that to the fact that a lot of the characters are working together. We have Penny and Katie working together this episode. We have Julia and Alice working together this episode. Uh, Margot and Elliot and their fillery gang are all together this episode as well. So I feel like there was a good distinction between what was happening on Earth as well as what was happening on Fillory. And I could break it down into three consecutive groups, but they all overlapped each other in like what we're being taught and like the lessons that we learned. So it's smooth. It like went a lot more smoothly than the last episode I feel and I don't know if you guys felt the same thing but that's just what I was getting the vibe from and I really liked it with that I find it a little bit easier to start off with what was going on on earth before we go into what was going on on Fillory this episode and we start off right with Katie and we know that in the last episode Katie was trying to figure out a way to help the hedge witches because they still had the red marks on them and they were dying every time they were using magic and it didn't help that the surge of magic was making them explode even more but they thought it was worth it they knew that magic was important to them that they had to keep using it so she felt that it was within her duty as kind of a leader of the hedge witches to solve this problem for them and we know that the one book that could help is in a building that is no longer available to us i guess it was like stolen or whatever and so they're trying to figure out who stole the building and no one knows and so we find katie this episode at a bar and she's kind of given up and she doesn't know what to do and then we meet this stranger this handsome stranger by the name of you and he is I'm just gonna say this right now gorgeous and when I found that him and Katie like slept together I was like okay like I can see this like yes I am a petty 
40. Like, I love them together. I, I've been shipping Katie and Penny together since season one. I love them together. But if we weren't going to have that, if we weren't going to have that, I'm perfectly fine with Katie finding someone else who will be at her level, match her in like her her energy and her rebelliousness and her her need to do good. And it looked like even in that brief, what, 20 minutes that they had a scene together, it would work, right? Only for Katie to wake up the next day and not remember anything. So now I'm thinking, okay, this dude roofied her. Get him. Okay, Katie, like murder him now. Like there is no need. Clearly we're just meant to be by ourselves. Like can't trust hedges. Can't trust guys. A mood. So she goes and she confronts him and asks like, why is my memory like missing? Like you were the only person to see me last. Katie is straight edge now. She has been for a while and hopefully her actually quitting everything and like learning to live life sober, these memory lapses shouldn't be happening. So clearly he did something, right? But the problem is he doesn't remember either. What? So now there's an outside source possibly tagging Katie and erasing and wiping her memory for what clearly she was getting too close to what happened to the building because they don't want anyone to know that the building is missing and now that she knows and now that she's trying to find the person who did it it's like a red flag and they clearly have to get her out of the the game luckily we have penny on our side and penny is great and he finds a way to have them VR through their memories so that they can see what was the last thing that they did what was the last thing that happened what was the anomaly that changed their memories and obviously of course he had to be evil you just had to be evil I mean if he didn't roofie her on purpose he roofied her by accident because it finds out he's a freaking assassin of course he is and he apparently like gets triggered by like some card with like a hat on it and i was like look at his hat tricks look at these little these little jokey gems in here so i little giggled here but of course you literally show him and he like gets activated and just tries to kill whoever is i guess labeled in the card for him to kill because as soon as Katie shows him the card because of course he gave it to her and she shows it to him and he gets activated he automatically starts trying to kill her rude and so of course this fight scene between you and Katie is amazing okay they were like breaking pool sticks people were like ah it was great and I remember watching the behind the scenes for this Um, earlier on when they released it and I loved every second of it because I know Kitty's badass I know she is but seeing it on screen and letting herself like be loose and like just fight back and defend herself loved it so much honestly those are my favorite scenes of Katie like even season one when she was using battle magic I wish we saw more of that um so her going full-on like fist to face beautiful And when we finally think that we're going to get answers from this guy, 
of course he goes and like kills himself. Come on, dude. You had one chance. If you had the chance to erase your memories, to to uh, forget all the bad things that you've ever done in your life, don't you think that like every new time would be a new chance for you to do something better? Like I know Katie was yelling at him and saying like a conscience is why you have your memories so you can remember what you did so you could not do the same things over and over again so you could do something better. And he clearly does not agree because, you know, he can't help it. What he gets is what he gets. And that's why he erases his memory every time. Like, a job is a job for him. But after meeting Katie, after going through everything, after seeing it yourself, everything you've done, wouldn't you think, okay, this is the moment. This is the moment I change. This is the moment I become better. This is the moment that I use my powers for good. No, of course not. Let me just kill myself and like call it a day and at least I know my conscience is clean. Are you kidding me? I was really hoping that he was going to like have an epiphany that like this wasn't right and he was going to change things and then him and Katie were going to be together and it was going to be great and they were going to be a power couple and lead the hedges to victory. No, of course not. So now Katie's over here like doesn't think that she can lead the hedges because she feels like she's unable to because things are getting harder and if things are getting harder maybe she needs an excuse to go out and she wants to get a drink and she wants to use heroin again and I'm like no no you've come all this way okay season five was like her rebirth from like everything that happened from from losing Penny and like finally growing on her own and like trying to do good I can't have her revert back I can't, okay? She's better than that. And honestly, out of everyone, I think Katie shows the most growth as a character from everything that's happened to her. Well, that's not true. Eh. Eh. Anyway, it just sucks because now she doesn't really have anyone to rely on. Like, she has no one to lean on this episode except for Penny, but he's not her Penny. He's Penny 23. And she can't really expect anything from him because he's not hers and throughout the entire episode you see her giving Penny lingering glances you see her leaning on him more and more because he is her Penny in a sense like some of the things that her Penny has gone through this Penny has as well and so they're still bonding they're still each other's Katie and Penny although he doesn't know this Katie. You know what I mean? So it sucks that in her most vulnerable time, he can't really be there for her. Although he tries, he just, he can't. It's not, it's not right. And so she's on her own now and I I don't know what we're going to do for her next episode. I hope she has like an epiphany or someone guides her through the light and lets her know that like she's worth it because she is and she could do so much for the hedges. Nobody's even looking at the hedges twice, but she is. And there was a time where I thought, okay, well maybe Julia and Katie would lead the hedges together because they're both part of that life. They're best bitches, like best friends. And I thought that would happen, but Clearly it's not, especially after the rift that Katie and Julia had for so long and Julia's on her own journey now. So 
it's great that Katie is taking on that responsibility. I just hope she's up to it. You know, I hope she can, she can do it. And I hope she finds someone that's beyond the circle of people she has now to, to accomplish that. Oh, I just love Katie and I wish so much for her. If you hear me talking about Katie a lot more this season, it's because it's the last season and I just want to see her be the Katie that I love. <laughs> Sorry, I invest too much in these characters. It's a problem. Speaking of a problem, we done messed up with Alice. Okay, clearly she did exactly what we thought she was going to do. She was trying to bring back Q for who knows how long, but she messed up. And I could tell that this was going to go bad literally as soon as the scene began because she goes and she like does her little spell and all the lights go off and we see like the golem or the clay start to move right and as soon as before the the sheet even came off i was like we screwed up we screwed up nothing ever goes right for us there's no way that this is the right cue and even if it is the right cue then he's like messed up and he's probably gonna kill us and kill alice and then and it's 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 common right it's it's inevitable but instead we get a little baby cue we get like cue who's like around 13 ish 10 to 13 and and what are we gonna do what are we gonna do because now we have a child in our home or in Alice's home who she can't send back because apparently he can't answer the question that she needs him to and now he's like stuck in this in-between stage now in my head I'm like this is a quick fix we can just like he was supposed to have all of Q's memories from his book so like let's just speed up time a little bit so that he can just grow into his memories steadily and then he'll remember everything like couldn't that have just been the fix and like called it a day no clearly not and Julia comes in looking for Alice because she needs her help and she is upset because she does not like the Q is here and his soul isn't at rest and I get it but I was like girl this is your chance okay ask all the questions you want let's figure something out I mean if we can bring a soul back from the dead let's try to keep it can we not no no one no one wanted to try to keep it with me okay cool cool it's fine everything's fine and this whole scene, I get it. It's so Alice can get the closure that she needs so that she can move on. But some of us don't like to go back to the first page after the end of the book. Some of us like to just reread the book all over again and like <laughs> go back and write fan fiction and continue on the story and pretend like the ending never happened. No? Is that just just, just me? No? Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> everyone out there who goes back and writes like work or fan fiction or anything like that after a season finale because they're literally upset about how it ended like I feel you Game of Thrones people okay that was us all season four and now it's like now we're supposed to like accept this closure that we've been given through Alice like this is our chance to say our goodbyes to Q because we didn't expect what was going to happen in season four to happen so now this is our like oh you 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 see I can move on 
he's happy, you can start a new life with everything that he's given you, blah, 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 blah. But my inner Elliot, my inner box everything up and like pretend like it never happens but knows that you're hurting deep inside cannot accept it cannot accept it I still can't and speaking of Elliot he is going through the most and everyone is being so rude I just wish people would stop being so rude to Elliot like dear god so he's trying to like fix everything like Margot's in prison so he's trying to go back and past and save both Fen and Josh because he's a good friend and he clearly can see that Margot needs Fen and Josh back in there so she can fix something and then she can be with Josh again blah blah but everyone's so weird everyone's like Elliot I know you're a good person, but you would never be the one to save us. You would just go drink in a corner, blah. And then it'd be like, Elliot, you don't care. All you do is drink and get high in the corner, blah. Like, so rude. Has no one understand that that's been his coping mechanism for years, literally since season one? Like, clearly something is wrong and he doesn't know how to adjust his issues. He was possessed by a demonic monster for an entire like who knows how long that was and now you're just saying everything is his fault and it's like rude that he's mad because just because he doesn't want to confide in you like give a dude a break give a dude a break please okay but even despite all that despite the negativity and the haters he goes and he finds jane chapman and he looks for a way to time reverse. Okay, so so what? The little dwarf at the end of the tunnel in Fillory who wanted a sandwich didn't want to bring back time. Jane is right here. She's like our gold mine when it comes to time. She makes all these time equipment uh, in her spare time in her little bubble of life. And, you know, why not use it? course she says no because the last time they tried to change time again they all died continuously until the beast died and now it's like a final thing which that whole thing was annoying so you're telling me that the first time q died like the first q the very first the og he did it so that he can go back in time to save elliot really you're gonna hurt me like that god and so now ever since then he, they've been dying repeatedly to try to see if they can get a greater outcome in killing the beast and having the most amount of survival rate and of course the one time they succeed q still dies in the end oh come on jesus so now not only did he still die in the end but he also still died in the end trying to save elliot Way to put the guilt on the man. This is why I've accepted everything that Elliot decides to do to try to save Q. And that is through taking all these time travel things from Jane and, you know, using it for its benefit, both to help Margot and to help himself. So first we tried the time traveling bees. Didn't work. Okay. 
clearly Margot didn't know Josh as well as she thought she did because Josh is allergic and they these bees they they time traveled and they killed Josh and Elliot called her out on it and I'm so glad because I feel like he finally told Margot what I've been thinking and what probably many of you guys have been thinking this entire season Margot was lonely. She went through this entire thing by herself. She's new. She's refreshed. And she was digmatized by the first dude that, like, saw the potential in her. Did she accept it? No. So we tried again. We have three timestamps. Three timestamps that can finally, like, tell Josh and Fed, warn them that something's coming. First one doesn't work. They still die trash and then the second one the second one actually works okay the second one Margot is like finding her own closure right and she's she's accepting that they can't change the past that Fen and Josh are going to die and so she gives her retelling of her own story and lets Josh know everything to prepare himself if he's gonna die at least prep yourself to die you know what I mean and it works and Josh goes down to the dwarf guy and gives him a sandwich and is able to travel 300 years in the past so that he can meet Margot in the dungeon and they can live happily ever after as they leave Fillory. Correct. Now, although I am glad that Fen and Josh are alive and I'm glad that it worked out great and they are now in the future with everyone and they can survive and everything's great. Fen and Josh had one job. <laughs> They literally had one job, and that was to watch Fillory, protect Fillory, while they while Margot went to go save Elliot. While they went to go defeat the beast and like save magic. Tell me why they did nothing. They literally did nothing. They just continuously went back and forth and trying to get Margot and or Elliot or any of them to come back to lead Fillory while they just sat there. I'm sorry, but they deserved to be overthrown. I finally understand now what the whole unshackling festival is about because I would have been happy they were gone too. Honestly. And if we are to see Fen and jo- and josh in this 300 year time frame i hope they get a full time out like i hope someone goes in and it's like you had one job and you couldn't even do that and now here i am wasting my resources that i could use to save someone else <clears throat> cue to save you and all i get is a thank you Ugh. no no now back to these times traveling stamps though there was three, and it took two to save Josh and Fen. Now there's one more, one more freaking time stamp. And obviously, Elliot's holding it onto himself, and I literally screamed. Why? Because finally, Elliot is doing something, and he's doing it to save Q. And this is what everyone's been waiting for. Everyone feels as if Q and Elliot obviously have a greater bond and Elliot hasn't been doing anything to try to bring him back and clearly people expect him to move hell or high water to to get the person that he loves back right so this moment where he has an option to send a letter back to Q to save him to stop him from even going to the beast 
from stopping him to even sacrificing himself. This is his chance. And when I see Elliot about to go and put the letter into the box before they leave, ah, I screamed so loud. And I was like, what are you waiting for? Just put it in. Like, this is our chance. This is our moment. But also, the realist in me, the, uh, the sourpuss in myself, the, the inner Elliot, was like, this isn't going to work. Why isn't it going to work? Because Quentin is a self-sacrificing, lovable doof. He will, without a doubt, read this letter and go, okay, well, I still got to do this. And if I sacrifice myself to the monster before Elliot goes and tries to kill the monster, then this will never happen anyway. And then they'll be able to save me and they'll know what to do. And then I also know that even if everything still ends up the same way, Quentin will still die. Why? Because time is never on our side with this kind of stuff. We tried time the first place. We ended up with like 49 dead Q's, Eddie's, Elliot's, Margo's, the works. We tried time again. We screwed up magic. (laughs) We tried time again. And here we are. Like, you know, it's just, ugh, it sucks. But it's like, I get it. It's not going to work. We're going to have to say goodbye again. I can feel it coming. And it just means that the next two or three episodes, I'm going to have to deal with heartbreak again and saying goodbye to Q again. Because clearly, that's what this season is trying to do to me. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know. But that was basically this episode, this entire episode, and there is a lot to unpack here. I mean, who's the person that's trying to kill Katie? Who is the mastermind behind everything? Will Julia be able to figure out what's happening with the power surges? Can she stop it? Will she get her goddess powers back? I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about this the entire season so far, and even like last season. I really liked goddess julia and i kind of hope she gets that back although i'm glad she has magic she could do so much as a goddess like we could just listen to the grapevine and figure out where this apocalypse is coming from and like figure it out who knows will alice do something else now that she has her own closure will she go back to the library will she help julia i mean her and julia have been getting pretty close the last two episodes so maybe they'll team up How's Penny doing with his signal struggles? Where is that leading him to? Are we going to get into more of that? Because I was hoping we'd get into more of that, but of course we didn't get into that. So maybe that'll happen either later on this season. Nothing so far. And I was disappointed, but okay. And now, now we have Fen and Josh back. So now Elliot's going to have to watch Margot be in love with Josh in front of him while debating whether or not to bring back his own love of his life. We're going to have to watch that and have him decide whether or not he's going to try to save Q or not. Even though we all know it's not going to work. Because shit sucks. Ah, wow. What an episode. (laughs) On a lighter note, though. On a lighter note. Where does Jane get off just trapping herself in a magical time loop? Like, what 
was the purpose? Is she literally just stuck here to be our mini like time Yoda when things get like too rough or too struggly to just go in and be like, hey Jane, quick wisdom moment. Like we know that you're here and you've lived a thousand lives and you've probably seen a thousand lives. You're officially dead now. So sorry for that. But what should we do? And I also think it's hysterical that she's still helping them even though they've dug up her grave. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the amount of crazy things we've done on this, like, show is just, it's its hysterical and I love it. But that was this week's episode and I hope to see you guys in the next week's. Get ready for the tissues. Get ready for more forced closure <laughs> get ready for the drama and the the traveling and the bonding i don't know i hope things turn up and get a little bit lighter as the season goes on because it's so dark or i make it so dark myself just watching it so that like force some lightness into me like these little jokes that they slip inside the episodes are great um i'm hoping that elliot and margo can now bond in a better way, in a healthier way than they have been in the last two episodes. Who knows? How did you guys like the episode? Um, did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you excited that Elliot is finally taking his part in trying to save Q? Um, yeah, I don't know. But I know what I'm going to be doing. I... We'll keep talking about this show and about so many. And as times are getting rough out there, I hope you do as well. See you next time.